Welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast, where we raise the bar and lower the tone, all things FPL related. This week, while the Irish nation were too busy barring up their windows and stocking their fridges, FPL managers were furiously wondering whether they should be selling KDB, what could they do to stop the rot? Well, Storm Lorenzo is dead and gone, Uh, game week 8 is dead and gone, and uh, here beside me is my podcast partner in crime... Seamus, how are you getting on, my friend? Uh, I've been better in terms of uh, FPL weeks, but uh, in real life, IRL, but yeah. you survived. Awesome. You survived the storm. I survived Storm Lorenzo. Um, unfortunately, I think supplies were all raided, yeah. as were yeah. FPL points because they were few and far between this week. I yeah, and like Storm Lorenzo, I was uh, you know pretty disappointed with uh, the FPL returns as well. Yeah, there was no points left on the shelves for any of us to. Uh, Get but, our hands on. But what there was, Seamus, and that separates you and me this week, was a green arrow. That's right, I've still got green arrow fever. Is that three for you? That's three in a row. Three in a row. But it did cost me a wild card. That's a turkey. That's a turkey. <laughs> this is a bowling podcast now. <laughs> but uh, that's a turkey. Three in a row. I'm pretty happy. Not amazing overall rank, 350k, but it's... Just constant momentum. That's what the wildcard was there for. Just keep pushing me up and up and up. Yeah, tip 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 away. Do you, and I know we're starting heavy here, do you think I fucked up my wildcard? Or considering the last two weeks, are you like, okay, it's... Honestly, I'm the wrong person to be asking about, like, what is the best strategy at the moment and what's the optimum team and uh, going forward. I don't think you fucked up your wildcards. No, definitely not. I mean, you've got three green arrows and you're... Mm. chipping into your lead you've got a good setup of a team there now so I mean I just wanted to hear you say that live on air <laughs> so that that was going to be there for the rest of the season that's all I want apart from our forward lines our teams are very similar well, how you was know? your week this week? terrible <laughs> <laughs> it actually was wasn't terrible terrible in the grand scheme of things I've kind of came in like on the average just under the average average of 36 I scored 35 it was a small red arrow for me I had a game week rank of 3.7 million with that score and my overall rank moved from 1.7 million to 1.8 million. So mm. negligible. Right 100k drop. About 100k. 120k I think is what I dropped totally. Total points now stands at 415. Ooh. I'm 39 points behind you and you have a considerably higher score uh, rank. But yeah. I'm not too worried about rank at this stage. It is hard to completely ignore it. It is, especially when you're looking at eight fucking weeks of it where you're going, it's hard to get yourself out of that mind frame. But you mentioned, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit higher. I'm total 454. I like the way those numbers sound. Oh, I thought you moved up 100k this week. Oh, I did. Sorry, my my overall point score is 454 points. Oh, okay. Yeah, so 39 points ahead of you. But uh, yeah, no, I did. I moved from 450k to 350k in in the bouts. And uh, yeah, um, I scored a 43, which you said the average was 36, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, you know, seven, is that seven? Yeah, seven points above the average, so... I'm okay. I'm just happy with that green arrow. But again, our starting positions are so fucking low three weeks ago that, you know, it didn't take a whole lot to start getting a couple of green arrows in a row. I'm waiting for that big green arrow. You know, the one that, like, I got one three weeks ago, but that was before the wild card. I subsequently used my wild card. So now I'm waiting for that cut my rank in half arrows to go from 350 down to 150. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's kind of like me. I'm, all I want to do is just, if I'm just chipping away at my rank each week, I'm happy with that. But if I'm kind of getting green arrow, like green arrow, small red arrow, 
green arrow, small red arrow. I mean, if that's happening, then I'm going to want big green arrows when I get the green arrows, not these, mar you know, you know, 400k green arrows, 100k red arrows. Yeah. I want to get like that half, like you just said, half your rank green arrow. You, you want to land get, that big motherfucker. Yeah, like, you know, you're talking like that you know, 250k <laughs> or, uh, game week rank kind of arrow that kind of shoots you up and gets you in a good position. And preferably one in a week where it's relatively high scoring. Yeah. Um, Because like, you know, having your rank like in a game week like this means you probably, what? got like 20 above the average 25 above the average it depends i suppose where you are but yeah it shouldn't be hard for me to half my rank no it shouldn't what are you did you say 1.8 overall 1.8 mil so it's like yeah no a solid fucking week there 20 20 30 points above the average and you're you're flying off and that will come at some stage but the longer the season goes on the less likely that is to happen i mean it's game week eight now the first few game weeks it's still actually really really still tight yeah but usually what starts happening after by christmas time is that you know the top tier managers have pulled away the top 100k the top two 300k have pulled away and if you're outside the top million at that stage then you're you know you're playing catch up you know your team yeah. values down a bit you know you're trying to have to get into the template before it occurs things like that so do you think this year has been more erratic in terms of fpl returns and that like a lot of you know regular fpl players might have kind of read things wrong or it's just a standard year and shit isn't going your way. It's definitely not a standard year. No. If it was a standard year and I was having a bad year, I could I could say fair enough. Look, I'm just getting my decisions wrong. But I'm looking at so many good managers that I know from previous years who've got consistently high finishes, yeah. um, that are doing terrible, that are outside the top, you know, one or two million before this week. You know, I don't know what people's ranks are after this game week. But even looking at our own FPL Hangover podcast mini league, yeah, there's players in there who are behind me in that mini league who I know last year finished in the top, you 10K. know, ten k, yeah. uh, top twenty, thirty k, and who've had fantastic previous seasons and are consistently up there. So why I ask you that question is because you mentioned the fact that, and I agree with you. Generally, what you tend to see at Christmas time is that top hundred k managers kind of pulling away. Do you think that'll have the same effect this year or will that kind of erratic start of the season kind of have a knock-on into Christmas? Well, I kind of have a feeling, and this is why I've been thinking I'm just going to stick with my team as long as possible because I know as soon as I come off my team, I have a great team on paper, just not scoring me points. And it's very template and that's why I think a lot of managers who are struggling have a very template team. And it's those who are kind of saying... I'm going to come off this template and try something different that are getting a bit of joy. Those who've been, you know, with Aubameyang the last few weeks or maybe have had Son or someone like that and just different players like that as opposed to people who are just going with... Or people who've gone big up top and they've had, like, Sergio Aguero from the start as opposed to people going with that Salah and Mane. I think realistically, I think, you know, looking at it now after eight game weeks have gone, it's basically the big kind of mindset at the start of the season before it all kicked off was big at the, big back. At the back big at the back and you know I'm kind of sick of saying at this stage but you know those that were kind of thinking about it were reading a lot about big at the back and I think realistically that didn't turn out to be the case so therefore anyone that kind of went with that kind of same as myself and yourself like anyone that went with that mindset got a bit fucked yeah if you're going with that strategy and you're big at the back yeah. it's you're sacrificing something usually up front maybe you're light in midfield but um, it's hard to tell at the beginning of the season who those cheap midfield players are who are reliable. 
people might have went with Perez when in actual fact you know the players that to emerge that were useful were like Mount yeah. and McGinn uh, even Cantwell now I've had Cantwell since he was 4.5 and I've got none of his scores because his goals have come against teams I wasn't expecting him to score against yeah. like Man City and stuff like that um, but you could have been one of those managers who got on Sabayas for yeah. Arsenal after he had that great game against, I'm going to say Everton. I can't remember who it was. Two or um, you know, there's players out there you may have gone for instead and they haven't proved to be good. So, like, if you were one of the guys who went big at the back and you had these guys in there, they haven't delivered and you haven't got the right forwards. Mm. Like, I checked it out. In eight game weeks, I've scored 50 points from my forwards. Okay. So that's an average of 25 points per player. I play, And every game we could play two forwards because I've had Wickham there okay. and he's been on the match. So that's 25 points per player over eight game weeks, which is just about three points on average per player. Literally, apart from those two Callum Wilson assists in game weeks one and two, where he got five points. And you decided and to I had, fuck him. I'm off, I'm yeah, off and I got off him. Anyway. I should just say it on him. And Pookie gave me 12 points against Man City. Apart from that, that's three returns from 16 for my forwards. Okay. Well, you've set yeah. up a later Terrible. part of the show pretty nicely there. You've you've opened the door into uh, your thinking right now. And the place is starting to feel a bit like a morgue. But... Oh, there's a definite hangover here. Yeah, yeah. But let's feel. lighten some shit up. And I want you to tell me... Because there's still fucking 30 game weeks left. I'm not... Uh, I'm not nowhere near done yet. It's like fucking shit tons of this season. Shit tons of plot turns. You name it. It's going to be there. there. It always is. But tell me, your highlight this week, FPL highlight. My FPL highlight this week, which wasn't too many to go from because I only got minimal returns, scored 35, that's expected. Okay. I mean, I had to pick from my Lundstrom clean sheet, my clean sheet for Pope, and... You don't have to pick from your team. I know I don't, but <laughs> everything everything that I was looking at this week in Premier League matches I watched are through the prism of my FPL team. Fair enough. And I had another point return there somewhere on my team. Oh, I'd mount. Okay. Um, I basically had a terrible week, but the highlight came... We're getting that. <laughs> yesterday, uh, yesterday afternoon, watching match of the day from Saturday and realizing how lucky Lundstrom was to actually get that clean sheet because he came off my bench for a KDB. I kind of knew KDB wasn't going to play. Yeah, he was, so, on, he was really there. But uh, just in case, you know, Pep was being sneaky, sneaky and trying to feed his false information, I said, I'll start him because he either won't be in the squad or he'll play. Oh, um, so, yeah, very unlikely for him to come on. So I said, yeah, Lundstrom first on my bench there. I think I was going to start him otherwise. Um, but Gray missed an absolute open goal. Yeah. The ball had beat the keeper from like three yards out, belted it over the bar. Um, at the very end, uh, Henderson redeemed himself from last week's uh, mess up mm. uh, against Liverpool and made a brilliant save against Dawson or something like that. And he made a one-on-one save with Danny Welbeck as well. How they got the clean sheet there is beyond me. So yellow that was my. Damned, you're happy with a clean oh, sheet. Oh, don't mind the yellow card. He's a midfielder, so just to be getting, you know, defensive yeah. clean sheets from him is a bonus. So that that was probably my highlight. Kind of going, man, that. Would have if I hadn't got that and they'd scored like two of those chances, I'd be on a score of thirty one and I'd be a whole lot more depressed. <laughs> I don't know, I didn't think that was fucking possible. Yeah. But look, that's your highlight and it kinda ties into my highlight because keeping this, you know, positive vibe uh thing going. Why are you trying to keep this pod positive, man? We're called the hangover and we're meant to have big all FPL hangovers here. Well, when you're hungover you start day drinking, no? That's, that's just, one way out of it. There we go. That's how you that's how you deal with a fucking hangover. I'd like to think that's what the FPL hangover is. So what's the FPL equivalent then? Wildcard? Uh, no, fuck no. That's like 
taking a bunch of coke, you know, okay. to get over your hangover. You're like, I'm just going to do a class A drug now. And that should solve the mild uh, dehydration I'm feeling. Okay, so the FPL equivalent would be transfers, maybe even a minus Did four. Did you take a lot of metaphorical cocaine? I have heard through the grapevine that you might be on a wildcard this week. Mm, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. You gotta fucking. We gotta throw something out there right now. People. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I took the. Uh, I took the FPL cocaine. That is my wildcard. Yeah. yeah it's it. It's live. It's active. Activated it. Saturday to get ahead of some prices. Um, we won't dwell on it now. I'm intrigued. I'm looking forward to hearing. I'll about tell you more about that in a while. Uh, hit me with your low point. Actually, no, it's not my high point. Fucking distracted. Goddamn metaphors. Uh, But yeah, fucking my high point uh, this week, like yours, which was keeping a clean sheet. Mine was a defender also, but didn't keep a clean sheet. Somehow miraculously got a bonus point. Trent Alexander-Arnold, he was a move I made in my wildcard. And it might only be a measly one point, but I think, you know, you got to look at the fucking... The, the beauty in every little bit of FPL that's there because there's no fucking other right now. <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, one point, one bonus point when they lost the clean sheet, I was like, because I think he was on for a tree before the clean sheet, and I was, uh, I was like, oh okay. He was this. on for he was still on for tree until the last minute goal because yeah. Milner and oh, Mane both got a uh, double attacking returns then because in the first goal it was Milner sent a Mane. And once they scored the other one, Manny got the assist when I got the goal. So they were going to get the top bonus then. I never made that fucking connection. He put in, I don't know how, I've seen games where he's been super threatening. Like that game against Newcastle a few weeks back, I was watching it. It looked like he was going to score every time he got the ball or he was going to set up a goal every time he got the ball. You're saying you've seen games where he's looked super threatening. I'd actually ask you to show me a game where he hasn't looked super threatening. Yeah, but this wasn't one of those games where I thought he was. He put a lot of balls into the box, but they either went across the goal and no one got on them or they were cleared away and I was like I don't really understand how his BPS was so high compared I, to other games where I thought he's been super threatening and I, his BPS was high I think you are casting an eye too heavily on the left inside of that pitch and focusing on Robertson because I'm probably doing the exact opposite <laughs> focusing on Trent because I'm watching him going he's whipping in so many balls I don't even give a fuck where they're going he's still whipping them in do you know yeah, I'm a law of averages guy not really a, you know how good was that cross now don't get me wrong if it was fucking you know, he was never getting assists, I'd be obviously going, well, he can't. If he if he was actually young, I'd be like, oh, no, well, fucking whip it in all you like. You're not going to put it on anyone's head. But, uh, you know, with, with Alexander-Arnold, like, he is picking up assists from those crosses. So oh, no, the fact he, that he's still doing it is just crazy. He, he is. But, I mean, as I said, I just thought this wasn't one of the stronger weeks. In fact, Andy Robertson was the more likely to get attacking returns from this game missing, this week. Missing a one-on-one. Well, that was my low light of the week. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, well, brilliant. not necessarily him missing the one-on-one, but... When he was played through by Mo Salah, who we all have as well anyway, uh, but when he was played through, I was kind of on the edge of my seat, about to stand up. I was like, oh, he's got to score here. Because it, it, it wasn't a case where he was going to square it. He yeah. was true on goal. Were you on the edge of your seat? Oh, yeah. I was getting ready to stand up and, and give it the old fist bump there. Go on, Andy. Yeah, uh, Go on, Andy. Um, I wish this was my, this is my highlight now. But he ended up <laughs> fucking it up. You can see why he doesn't score too many. Um, good save, but he really should have been scoring that. Look, he's a fucking then, defender, man. The re- the when uh, the low point was when they went down like five to ten minutes later, and Leicester scored, and I lost a double clean sheet again because I'm still on that Liverpool defense. So every yeah. time they concede a goal, I'd say my low point for the last three or four weeks has been Liverpool keeping a clean sheet, not yeah. keeping a clean sheet. Well, your low point this week is Robertson missing, I suppose, is it? 
uh it's no it's going from that like, in my head having you know <laughs> a goal and a clean sheet from like i was like 12 points probably three bonus yeah. i was counting up to 15 points to going down to oh no, you just got yeah. fucking two points well i mean not only are you on the double liverpool defense but it's a train i hopped off so you've been sitting there with that and i went off at what probably game week three and uh, maybe game week four but i finally got on the Trent train, I'll tell you that now. Mm, well, I'd say, imagine he was like one of the first names on your Walker team, was he? Uh, he wasn't, but he was one of the first names I was going to do. But I have said that if I'm point like three short anywhere for other moves, I'm going to prioritize forwards. Then I've no problem going with uh, Rob over Trent. But Rob was not going to rise, and Trent could possibly rise. So I just wanted to get in on him straight away. Fair enough. So it's fair to say you've gone off double Liverpool defense while we're on the topic. Oh, yes. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I'm glad to hear you stop taking those crazy pills. Uh, my low light of the week was pff, not that fucking exciting. It was a bit uh, more depressing because, as you know, my Cantwell-McGinn debacle that you might have heard in previous episodes, mm. uh, that was really... I was really counting on Norwich's home match against... Was it Burnley this week? Yeah. It was... Uh, Villa, 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 sorry, yeah. So that was my Cantwell-McGinn kind of face-off. And I was like, you know what? If Cantwell bangs in the goal against Villa this week and McGinn does nothing, which he did. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll be happy. And I when? was like, if Cantwell just fucking... This is what I was saving him up for, was yeah. this kind of home match. I really kind of wanted returns. And, yeah, him not doing anything and he subsequently dropped down to 4.9. That hasn't affected any value I have in him, but nonetheless... It's I'm not kinda... looking good. The trend is now downward. Yeah, no, it's that going back to the McGinn thing just to put a bow on that saga... I still don't uh, regret doing what I did because I wouldn't have had the funds to have the team I have and I'm not disappointed with my team. But uh, wildcard-wise, I mean. But in general, you know, him not scoring this week, that was a bit of a bummer. But look, I mean, yeah. them's the breaks, kid. I've, uh, I said I have, I've had him in since, I don't know, game week three or four. I've had him like, uh, started him a few times there. I've got nothing out of I've had him since he was 4.5 and I've only got twos out of him. Yeah. Yeah, so he hasn't, really worked out for me other than going up in value and I still have him in my wildcard team I may cash out because there's options out there now we have questions about that later about Dude, that different options be. so I we can we can get to those later but yeah he's known arch assets look good at the moment that's one of this week's hot topics surely yeah I mean there's a few but uh, I think definitely the pookie party turning into like a fucking LSD trip gone wrong <laughs> Uh, at this stage the come down the come down man everyone's scagging and uh, man there's a lot of fucking drug references in this episode <laughs> I just yeah, realised we're, we're not even 20 minutes in uh, fuck yeah. uh, I blame the never mind uh, I was just about to no uh, but getting back to you know Norwich yeah everything's gone fucking tits up uh, as far as I'm concerned at Carroll Road Pookie hasn't done what in three games now four games yeah, it's been three games in a row now without a return, I think. Oof, Cantwell has said he's done nothing either. And more importantly, Norwich, who everyone was kind of hoping, look, their away form is poor. We can bank, them at, bank on them at home. Getting absolutely routed by Villa this weekend. 5-1. Yeah. 5-1. And like they... In actual fact, the weird thing was, my sub-goalkeeper was McGovern, who was yeah. a set-and-forget <laughs> keeper I got at the start of the season, and who's come into the team now due to injuries to Krull and their other subkeeper whose name I didn't even learn because he was injured before I even got a chance to learn what his name was uh, McGovern saved the penalty so he actually would have been a better choice for my keeper than Pope no, well, the, what did he get? No, he got 9 points oh for fuck's sake <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh no, maybe he didn't actually. But I think he was at one stage. He was on for nine points and bo- maybe a bonus and save points. But they scored five goals, so I think he actually may have ended up on seven as well. Yeah. Or maybe eight. I'd have to check my bench now. But I remember kind of going, "God damn it, I should have played." Yeah. <laughs> if you had an FPL scrapbook in your mind, which I'm sure you do for this season, that little little clip it. In the corner, yeah. you know? That time McGovern kind of, setting your bench for the penalties. <laughs> oh, I'm glad, but I would not go near a Norse defensive asset because they looked absolute garbage. Would you go near an attacking asset? I have gone near an attacking no, asset. No, but I mean, like, going yeah, their options. Like, Norse's games here coming up are really good. I'm... Right. I mean, they're the problem two is good the ones two, are away. Yeah, the problem is two good ones are away. But that Man United home game... It may like rank as red on the fixture difficulty rating here on Scouse. on the Scouse or what's the opposite on what way did it have it on green, green? and red? This is red. Oh, as it's well. still red. Yeah, as still well, red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on this ticker that we've yeah, but it's the green and blue. I'm getting confused. With. But either way, this is uh, down as a red fixture. But Man United are they've dropped, like pretty poor right now at the moment. And like if they can beat Man City at home, I don't know how that Man Norris United, team. All I say Man about City. United is they're not conceding a shit ton of goals. Like necessarily, uh, if Norwich are playing, but I'm not saying like true that, you know true that. Uh, that Norwich are going to put it wouldn't put some by them, but I mean the way United are playing, <laughs> uh, Norwich are kind of they'll be hoping for someone to go at them like City did and then hit them on the counter. United are playing with so little fucking uh, with so much fear right now that I feel like they just don't want to concede because then that means they're going to lose. It's good. That actually could be a good game because Norwich. Man United want teams to attack them because the only thing they can actually do well is counter-attack as yeah, well. It's, but Norwich are a team that don't want our teams to attack them so they come at teams and go, we'll, we'll take them on, kind of. And that kind of worked well at City and got them the lead and then mm. they kind of ended up retreating. But if they do it against Man United, that could play into Man United's hands. Look, that's game know. we fucking ten. We got a whole pile of shit to go through before we get to see Norwich versus Man United. Yeah. But I think that's enough dealt with Norwich. I think as far as we're concerned, like... For a lot of people, and I'm speaking for you here, Seamus, because that's how confident I feel. If you're sitting on Norwich right now, it's not the end of the world. Like It's not a completely fucking terrible decision to stay on him. I mean, they do have some decent fixtures coming up. It depends on what you're thinking of doing outside of it. Yep. But if you were looking to come on to Norwich, then I would be saying, Stahl the ball. Yeah, I, this week was really an audition for Pookie um, and Cantwell. Thinking? No, in addition to, to stay, I'm playing my wild card. So, I mean, everyone's, you know, up for, you know, the bin at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I Just, was saying to myself, all right, look, there's some brilliant fixtures out there for players. You know, I could get Aubameyang, Vardy, Wilson, Abraham. I could stick with Pookie and get two of those. Um, you know, these are guys. One thing I knew was Barnes was going in the bin. Yeah. Because he's done nothing for me. Well, I mean... What was the score in the Burnley match this week, Seamus? 1-0. 1-0. Clean sheet for Mr. Pope. We both got that. I have no problem with defensive assets from Burnley. I'm just talking about uh, Barnes as well. And he seems to be getting less uh, opportunity. He's not hasn't been as high up the last few games. I'd have to look at the heat maps now for the most recent game, actually. But the few games before that, you can see he's dropped playing that small bit deeper than Wood. And kind of pulling out to the left a small bit as well. So, yeah, um, he has not been impressing. He's not been getting off the, amount, the same amount of shots that he was. He is regressing. Yeah, I think it's been disappointing uh, for both of us because we both, now I came off Barnes on my wildcard, but we both jumped on that train at the exact same fucking time. We were very confident they were coming to a nice run of fixtures. I took a hit, I believe. I don't know if you, I don't think you did. But uh, we both came on to it and we've seen Buckus uh, since then and you've... 
you've been patient, really patient with him, and yeah, yet to deliver. I've not seen anything that would keep me convince me to keep him. But as I said, those are my two strikers. They haven't been doing anything the last few weeks, so it's time to come off, use the wild card. And this was Pookie's audition, whether he was going to stay in my team or not. Didn't do much at all to convince me to keep him. So yeah. because of better options out there, I may come off him, but I haven't come completely decided that yet well Pookie and Barnes have failed the audition and we were talking about how Norwich have been looking pretty shit lately and uh, another team looking pretty shit is in London you might know them Seamus they're a small club they go by the name Tottenham Hotspurs they're not a small club but they've got a small club mentality <laughs> oh, a little uh, dig there for our friend Steve and Glenn and Spurs Chieftain, fans I believe he's Chieftains a, uh, yeah. yeah Chief does uh He's a big fan of Spurs as well. Sorry, guys, but I got to get my Spurs digs in there. A lot of Spurs fans around these days, isn't it? Funny yeah. that they happen to reach the Champions League final and all of a sudden they spread. Ah, not a little dig. We're just going to keep going. We're going to keep going. Yeah. But no, they do seriously look shit right now. They made Brighton look shit hot. Yeah. Did you watch the game? I did. Uh, oh, watch Brighton looked class. It. <laughs> <laughs> I finally, I said it to a few people on that day. I finally kind of see, because you're a big Brighton uh, aficionado. I'm not. I just you've respect been, what they look like this year. You've been like, yeah, talking them up, talking them up all season, calling their players excellent. This your guy you were calling talking up for ages. Mape has scored like two games in a row now, is he? Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know how much uh, I'd count the goal he got against Larissa's scoring. I mean, like, of course he's oh, scoring, yes. but I'm not going to go. There we go. That's what I want him sticking oh. the ball in from one yard outside the. Goal. Let me ask you, what's worse? Larissa's injury Ouch. which is a bad one mm. or Mape's haircut uh, the Wait. thing that annoys me about Mape's haircut is that he looks like Moy when you're watching it from zoomed out so I was watching what? yeah well fair enough okay I wasn't watching it on fucking Sky HD I was watching it on a 480 <laughs> fucking piece stream but I'm watching it and I'm there going well I know that's not Moy up front but fuck does he look bald <laughs> you know and uh, yeah I knew after all it was Mape but his hair is shit Larissa's injury, I must confess, first time I saw him, I went, ah, he's just embarrassed. And, like, he's just mortified. And then when I saw the... He's uh, lying on the ground, he's dislocated yeah. his elbow to get out of the situation. I complained oh, this. I hate to be laughing at it because it is horrific and I wish him the best. But uh, yeah, I was there going, ah, he's just fucking mortified now. He's been an absolute howler and his babies kept him up late. And it's like, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I saw the oxygen mask and I went, Jesus, he's taking this a bit far. <laughs> I was like, fucking Oscar for this man. And then I saw an angle of it and I went, oh shit. I was like, no, that's that's fucked. <laughs> yeah, that's sore. That's sore. Yeah, he's going to be out for a good few months. Now that means if you want to get in uh, Gazaniga for Spurs as a goalkeeper. 4.4. 4.4, excellent. But... The whole reason we started talking about Spurs is mm. that we cannot recommend... Well, I cannot recommend any of those players. Even Son, I wouldn't recommend at this point. Purely, even though they've like, what, the Watford at home this week, did they? They have a nice fixture. Yeah, Watford at home is like the nicest fixture you can have at the yeah. moment. If but, you had Son, you're still licking your lips at that. Yeah, yeah. Something is rotten in the state of... Spurs. Yeah, where are they? North London? <laughs> North London, yeah. No, I'm with you. Um, After the Watford match, it's worth noting that like they do go away to Liverpool and Everton. Now, Everton aren't much, uh, much fucking good at the moment, but... We're in the relegation zone. Yeah, well, fucking... All I'll say is the last that five of the last six. I wouldn't be surprised. If, so were Brighton before they played Spurs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, straight. okay. As, you know, they can put on a performance when they want to. I think they got... Uh, you know they beat by Burnley one this week, but I don't know. I'm not going to get bogged down every time. I wouldn't be touching. Them with but we've fucking... been we've been saying for the last few weeks we've been 
doing our picks and different things like that. And we were picking the teams for clean sheets that Everton are playing because they just can't score at the moment. And they have not been looking very good. They look good. Kept two clean sheets in their first two. But they've lost five of the last six now. They are not a team I would be backing you know, for any fixture at the moment. Man, misery attracts misery because we're going from fucking one shit team to another shit team. It's hilarious. Uh, But back to the shit team we were initially talking about, Spurs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, they're running form, uh, I think getting smashed by Bayern Munich midweek and then coming into what you would, the exact kind of game you'd want to be coming into like after... Well, not exactly. You'd want a home game. You want a home game. A home game against Brighton would be good. But But they did just lose 7-2 at home. So, So, you know, maybe they wanted to take a bit of a break away and go down to sunny seaside in Brighton. Uh, Maybe. Not anymore. They got fucking hammered. Son, I think, like, he was one of the ones I was most worried about, uh, you know, with the proverbial FBL couch that you'd hide behind. Son was probably the guy I was most afraid of doing damage to me this week. I wasn't afraid of any Spurs assets this week. I saw people talking about, oh yeah, Captain Sun, great fixture for Sun. Planet FPL, another popular podcast out there. They were talking about, oh, captaining Harry Kane. Now we know they've got the the horn for Spurs because your man James is a Spurs fan. Rightly so. Yeah, and fair enough, back (laughs) your team and stuff like that. But I haven't been impressed with seeing anything I've seen from Kane. Uh, this season or Spurs I don't I couldn't get the it seemed like blind tribalism there well no I'm gonna back up from here and I don't wanna get stuck talking about another podcast too long but like uh, to stick up for him he had genuine reason to kind of put a bit of faith in his team they just came off a semi or a Champions League runners up Mm -hmm. Uh, they have you know they had decent fixtures Kane hasn't done too bad I don't know I'm not saying it's blind tribalism I think it's trying to take us out of the box and if you've got that nudge as being a forward like I did with Wan-Bissaka is my point I yeah. could easily have done it you know so I'm gonna just try out to fight his corner right there he's not here to defend yeah. himself okay yeah well, good job defending there <laughs> I don't, I, I'm not picking a fight with these guys at all I, mean, Jenner, I, I like that pod and stuff like that but I just that was just one example of somebody who was putting the captain's armband on a Spurs player and I was like look having a Spurs player is kind of differential enough I feel uh, <laughs> captaining Son it was always risky. They're away from home. They've had a terrible like calendar year 2019. They've lost a lot of games. Yeah. They're very mixed bag at the moment. I just would not feel confident even having their assets. So, well, I mean, defensively, like if you had Aurier here, he was the only one that was really appealing, Aurier. Now Gazaniga might be appealing, but I don't know. I don't know. To be honest with you, Jim, it's like looking at last week's fixtures and, you know, Liverpool, were they away to Leicester? Yes. Yeah. No, home. No, yeah, you're right. Brendan Rodgers coming back to Merseyside. Look, Leicester are looking like a decent team. So Liverpool at home to Leicester. You had City at home to Wolves. What you know, a city that you weren't entirely sure of with Champions League and rotation and all that shit. De Bruyne missing. Um, I don't know. I think Spurs against Brighton was a decent captain shout. Also, like you had, you know, Chelsea. That uh, was a decent captain choice. Ch- shout. I can get on board with Chelsea. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, people were talking about ta- Captain Tammy Abrahams. I was like, yeah, cool. I can get it. I mean, Southampton aren't great defensively at all. Chelsea are scoring goals. Yeah, that was a better shout, I thought, than Spurs. Uh, to be honest, I thought the best shout was uh, Aubameyang, but Arsenal didn't really do a whole lot against Bournemouth. Yeah. Aubameyang did hit the post late on, uh, which was an excellent chance for him in the last couple of minutes of the game. But other than that, didn't seem to be doing too much. The Man City one was a shock. Yeah, I definitely thought with the way Wolves have been playing, uh, that Man City would put him to bed, you know, put him to the sword. But post Europa League as well, you were expecting a tired Wolves. Exactly. It's if it was uh, they had a whole week to prepare, you could think, yeah, maybe they'd get on okay. But at the head, at the Eddie had 
Man City are just so dominant that I could only foresee one win. One team winning and... Oh, yeah. And it was our our guy who we uh, dismissed a few weeks no, ago. You fucking dismissed him. I was the one that was arguing for in his favor. Now we dismissed him as an FPL option together. I agreed. Yeah, because you, you said he was uh, <laughs> he was poo. He was the opposite of out of position. Yeah, he's he bad is. out of position. FPL wise, he is poo. Uh, yeah. He's he's a, he's a he's the bad kind of opposition. He's the reverse kind of one we want. Position see. out of. He's the anti Lundstrom right now. But nonetheless, uh, you've seen popular FPL figure James Egerdorf with. Uh, him and his team, and he got what fifteen points this week or something. Uh, yeah, he got a massive score this week. I didn't even realize oh, he would have had. Oh, I was going to say he had a clean sheet as well, but he doesn't because he gets one he's point. Not a fucking yeah. defender, yeah, which is um, why I wouldn't. He's been playing him. really well. I just, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's his only double digit haul this season. Yeah, and I think that's a fair statement. Um, I didn't actually see the match, but City losing their clean sheet again—that's frustrating, especially considering Otamendi. You know, I saw the the goal and. That was, Otamendi did not Otamendi. That was my free transfer this week, actually, was going from Zinchenko to Otamendi. And then when I saw Zinchenko wasn't in a starting lineup, I was like, perfect. And Otamendi was on for three bonus points. If you looked at it um, after 60 minutes and you saw, oh, six points for Otamendi, plus he's getting the three bonus yeah. points. That was nine. At one stage, I looked at livefpl.net and I was on for a 50-pointer. Why do you do that? To ah, just to torture myself. Yeah, you're a you fucking know. masochist. Too much time on my hands. Yeah, but basically, yeah, that all went uh, tee up. Yeah, so City knock, up. City knock, uh, fucking keeping a clean sheet again. I mean, I've had Adamendi since uh, since I walked here, and yeah, no, very blank for Sterling, blank for Aguero owners. Yeah, no KDB, absolutely fucking shitty city. Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. This is what I mean. You were saying earlier about strategies <coughs> and stuff like that. There's no accounting for. City losing to uh, to Norwich away and then losing to Wolves at home. Now you'd say one a thing: second string Norwich defense away. Yeah, <laughs> I, like I don't. I the more and more I think about it, the more and more that seems like such a huge upset and anomaly. Well, there is a common denominator between the two matches, isn't there? What is that? Kevin De Bruyne last year. Yeah, but I mean, he can't make that much of a difference. Well, can he? I don't know. They dominated possession and they had like loads of chances yes. and stuff like that, but they just couldn't twenty score. shots or two on target. That's crazy. Yeah. So I suppose you didn't need KDB there to create chances. Yeah, I don't know. Look, fucking, I don't want to dwell too much on City. I'm pretty sure this week hasn't swayed your mind too much on Sterling now, has it? He's still a season keeper for you? Yeah, I think he's. I think you just got to stick with him. I think he's come off him and then he starts Who'd banging. Who would you go to? Come off yeah. Him? Well, Manny would be the, the only one I'd want to go to. Well, I'm yeah. off Salah. You're off Salah. You're Salah. Yeah. But look, we're getting to that stage now and I think we do need to hit it because we've dwindle and dawdled all about the fucking start of this thing mm-hmm. and I do want to get a bit of wildcard talk in there because now it's not the end of the world you can be relatively uh, you know shady with this because we will be hitting up the airwaves I'll just tell you week. what I, I'll tell you what I have right now because this is going to change a good bit over the course of the next week I basically decided that I'm putting my money into attackers which I'm just completely ripping up and I'm trying something new basically, basically going back and everything you said at the start of the season I'm trying, like some, you did I'm trying something new. My uh, my strategies aren't working. I gotta I gotta go against the template right now. I've got to almost go against my instincts. And the season's going very very poorly. I could either try and tip away and trust my team, which is probably what I should do. But I'm not enjoying FPL at the moment, so I'm going. Hey, let's make some aggressive moves. Um, you know, go against go, go try and get ahead of what I think is the the next template so I'm going to assume this is the advice that you give to anyone in your position yes I mean I wouldn't be doing it myself if I thought it was bad so uh, it's talking about going 
big up front, coming out of big at the back. And I've gone big up front, <laughs> but I haven't really sacrificed too much. Um, as it stands right now, the moves I've made are I've got rid of Wickham. You've upgraded I actually, Wickham. yeah, I've upgraded Wickham to Aubameyang. <laughs> that's, that's, that's a fantastic upgrade, and it's giving you the extra you like striker. Yeah. Well, that's exactly what I'm looking at doing this week. Isn't yeah. It? I got uh, I got Abraham in. Yeah. And obviously, those are two big upgrades. So to to basically turn fund Barnes. fund that, yeah. um, I went Salah to Saka. Okay. For Arsenal. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so 12.5 to a five, uh, 4.5, bring up 8 million. Okay. So that's where, uh, that's how I was able to go from Wickham to Aubameyang. Okay. Uh, binned off uh, Virgil van Dijk. Mm-hmm. And I've binned off uh, Barnes. So Abraham went to Barnes. And you jumped off into double Liverpool defence and you've went on to Trent. You've basically merged oh, yeah. them into well, I one just went, mega. I went Liverpool Robertson defense. to Trent, so I'm keeping Trent. I'm keeping one Liverpool defender, and that's going to be Trent now. Um, I dropped down Van Dijk to Fredericks okay. uh, from West Ham, who's a player. I was, I was kind of looking at the West Ham defence, and then as soon as they lost Fabianski, I thought, no, I don't want this now. Diop was who I was going to go to. Um, I think he was more assured than Agbana. And then I just noticed that basically Fredericks is just playing every game of the season. He's not really under threat from uh, from Zabletta. Yeah. Now, maybe he will around Christmas and there'll be a bit more rotation. I'm sure there will. But look, this is why I have a squad. I've got actual like 15 playing players here, yeah. apart from De Bruyne at the moment. I've kept De Bruyne in there. And West Ham's fixtures, like what you're talking about them, everything and then, you know, everything away, whatever. Everything aren't looking like they're fucking scoring much right now. But you also have Sheffield at home, Newcastle at home, and Burnley away. These are all teams that aren't fucking known for, you know, two, massive goal hauls. Two nice uh, home games, and then Burnley away. Burnley, that could go either way. But they're not known for scoring more than one or two goals. So, yeah, I, I think... Um, and these will rotate in and out, as, as it would be. So, yeah, that's kind of funded that. I, I'm keeping Mount, and yeah... Cantwell is in there at the moment and that's basically it so uh, the other one I've gone for then is I've actually upgraded Pookie as well to Vardy yeah so you've turned your forward line of and correct me if I'm wrong but Barnes, Pookie, Wickham to Vardy, Aubameyang and Abraham yeah who've got the fixtures on their side coming up here now the next few games so Abraham home to Newcastle Vardy at home to Burnley Aubameyang away to Sheffield United now I am thinking I've warned you about that (sighs) I am thinking, right, coming off, uh, I could do, instead of Aubameyang and Saka, because Arsenal aren't playing a whole, aren't great at the moment as well, and Saka could be out of that team in a few weeks' time. If, you know, and this is a question we have about Aubameyang, uh, we'll get to it in the drunk tank, about, you know, what's his position going to be like when Lacazette comes in. Interesting. That could affect it. I could go for Wilson in there for Aubameyang, who's what? Six, 6.9 who wasn't yeah 7. no 7.9 yeah. so what would that save me 3 million or so which would allow me to upgrade Saka so I could go like instead of Aubameyang and Saka I could have Wilson and Garmelenko or someone like that interesting probably still have a million left over then that you yeah. probably pump into somewhere else yeah. yeah I still have Otamendi in there uh, so my defence would be Alexander-Arnold Otamendi Sionchu Fredericks and Lundstrom yeah keeping Pope in goal uh, midfield Mount De Bruyne Sterling Saka and Cantwell I'm thinking I might actually drop him down to Dendonker now that Dendonker's 4.4 to be honest mm-hmm. um, bank that 0.3 million because Dendonker's still getting minutes 0.5 million if you paid enough for it uh, Cantwell I'd get 4.7 now okay yeah so uh, 4.7 yeah, I'd get save 0.3 on that so there's there's things like there but yeah I think I might want Wilson more 
I think it sounds honest. like you don't know your Arsenal elbow right now. So um, many options up front. No, yeah. there's just too many options. So, you know, I'm going whoever I'm going to go, whoever I leave out is going to bang. Yeah, inter- the, the main thing I'm taking away from that, and I think anyone listening would have taken away, is that you've decided fuck this big at the back. You're going all up in front, and I wouldn't say you're looking at too many differentials because the names you're calling out now they were differentials three weeks ago. Aubameyang, Bardi, Abraham's not a differential anymore. Like he's pretty much. Oh yes, but I need to be on Abraham weeks. The only reason I'm not on Abraham is I've been having to make gutter moves, and the move I made last week from Mount was perfect. Mount has gotten me six and seven points in the two weeks I've had him. And both your strikers have fantastic fixtures that you were willing to see them out. You know the likes of home to Aston Villa and you know even home to fucking Everton at this stage. The the, the thing with this move here, if I go with um, if I if I like upgrade Saka. Right, with the extra bit of money. I'm okay. thinking it's such a shit pick, by the way. I'm just going to say that Saka? right now. No, I will say I haven't looked into him too much, and I know he scored or did something. He's looked good, yeah. He scored in the uh, Europa League. Yeah. Um, And he's getting this... I can't remember. I don't know if he's done anything in the Premier it League. feels like it's a battle <laughs> right now. Maybe, but he's 4.5. Okay, yeah. Well. So that's that's kind of good. Uh, if I drop Cantwell down, I think, to Dendonker, that's going to leave me with enough money in the bank that I could go Aubameyang, Saka to uh, Mane and 4.5 the following like in a couple of weeks time yeah. if I want to and I've, I've decided that if I want to get back on Liverpool attack it's got to be Mane yeah, it's I, only a million difference but Mane just looks better if they were the same price I'd go Mane yeah I don't think they look, Mane looks necessarily better I think you know he, for some reason it's swapping between the two I think t- I've talked to Mane owners to, for like two weeks running until this week mm. and they were just going why did they come off Salah why did they come off Salah oh Salah this Salah that it just flicks and fucking switches all the time, you know? Yeah. Uh, I do think for the million that if I was to pick one right now, I'd be picking Mane because he's definitely looking like he's going to at least match Salah this year. I will say that. But I wouldn't say that fucking, you know... I don't buy into this Salah and it's, you know, one of the key talking points this week is, you know, to Salah or not to Salah. And it's like, I still think he looks dangerous. I mean, if Liverpool fucking score three or four goals, I feel like he'll be getting one or two easily. Uh, but look, he picked up a bit of a knock international break now, so we'll see what way that... Uh, what that way, what we'll have way more news probably by next week's episode, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully. But that brings us to this week's Drum Tank. So we have a few questions. Um, not too many this week. It is an international break. So uh, there's... You know, people are taking their little break from FPL probably for a few days. It sounds so condescending, Shane. It's a little break. It's a well-earned break, man. A well-earned break. I know, yeah. Get, you got to get, like, mentally refreshed here. But uh, one such question we got was from Tom Mariarty, who's broken into the top 10 in the FPL uh, Hangover Mini League, Podcast Mini League at this point. Um, his question was like, what are our thoughts on low-price potential attacking options? Uh, he's listed... In particular, Connolly, who scored two goals for Brighton this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Irish young lad, fair play. Um, Saka, the man I just mentioned there for Arsenal, who's also 4.5. He's a midfielder. Uh, Martinelli, another Arsenal forward. And Callum Hudson-Odoi, who got an assist this week and is now back from injury. Um, what are our thoughts on these low price potential attacking options? Um, and is there any others that we would recommend? Yeah, interesting question. I mean, to be honest with you, Martinelli... I don't know how convinced of minutes I am for him. No, not so at all. He d- he scored in the uh, Europa League and got, what, two goals? And yeah. he apparently looked very bright. I didn't see that game, but I think most people's optimism around him is based on that game. Yeah, fair enough. And Connolly, uh, I'm not sure what price he's coming in at the FPL. He's 4.5. He's 4.5. I was thinking I saw people talking about that. Uh, yeah, he looks fucking like 
again, I don't know how, like for me, a transfer to a 4.5 striker would be always bottom of my list usually because I have so many fucking fires I need to put out. Yeah. But with Connolly, I think like you don't have a whole lot to lose if you have like, I have Wickham or I have Greenwood. I have, uh, you have Wickham. Do you know, if you weren't wildcarding, if I was going to burn a transfer and want to stall a week, fuck it. Greenwood or a Wickham to, to a Connolly doesn't seem like a bad bet. It's a bit of a punt. It's simple from my, in my thoughts, I think Connolly right now is the best 4.5 option. Because sure. he's starting more than Greenwood, and he is starting more, and he's scoring. He's the he's only more than four point five option yeah. I can see. So yeah, Martinelli's not starting or getting game time. So yeah, you got to be. He's got to be the best four point five option. You're not going to waste a transfer going from one of those four point five options to this guy. Mm. If you have three premium strikers and you want to get an extra midfielder in, and you're going to downgrade the likes of Barnes to free up two million, yeah, go for Connolly. Um. Likewise, in midfield, if you want to free up money. But see, I, I don't think we should be having 4.5 third strikers anymore. I think that the time for that is gone because there's so many good attacking options. This is why I'm playing my wildcard this week because his fixtures are swinging towards attacking players, attacking teams like uh, like Bournemouth, you know, with uh, Wilson. Well, um, look, there's no fixtures sing- swinging towards Wilson. Wilson's had his first blank this week. He's scored in every game week so far. So as far as I'm concerned... You know, he has to go through a spell before you'd consider getting rid of him. Oh, of course. Jumping on him, Seamus, I'm not as convinced as you were. Like, I'm thinking of coming off him this week to upgrade to Aubameyang. You're you're thinking of coming off Wilson as they're about to play Norwich and yeah. Watford in their next two. Well, I mean... The two teams who are conceding the most amount of chances and most amount of goals. I'm not seriously, like... Come off saying, somebody else, well, don't come I'm off thinking, him. <laughs> see, it depends on whether I keep Salah or not. Oh, yeah. so, you know, that's the big question. And I mean, I could go down from Salah to a Yarmolenko or someone that was also mentioned in that question, uh, Callum hudson Odoi. Now, I can't do that because I've went on the Tamori uh, train right now. So I have three Chelsea slots filled up. Oh, yeah. But, and to be fair, I was warned of that. Uh, some passing comment on Twitter. Uh, basically, someone said, just be careful with the Tamori trap because I reckon hudson Odoi is going to be... Uh, a good, a good option. option and you know what that's proven fruitful right now because he's looking good what is his price actually 5.9 5.9 yeah so he's that bit more expensive again I nearly go yeah Malenko is a good yeah. alternative I think it depends I mean the thing with Hudson Odoi coming in at 5.9 is that Mount is still there at in and around that price point like I think Mount 6.7 6.6 6. or 6.7 yeah. now yeah so I mean yeah okay he's the guts of a million more expensive but guaranteed to start Hudson Odoi is probably... I feel like he could work his way into the first team, to be fair. But, you know, I for Mount right now, while he's scoring and assisting, I'd have no reason to not have him in the team. I saw people who were talking about wildcarding before uh, the Chelsea game. And they were, you know, before Hudson Odoi had actually got his assists in, in that game. Mm. And I was kind of going, hold off a bit longer till we see no more about Hudson Odoi. Because we don't know, like Willian was had like was excellent by all means in this most recent game. They've got Pedro, they've got Pulisic. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I mean, I'm happy that Lampard loves Mount and he seems to really like Hudson Odoi as well. You think Hudson Odoi is going to get minutes, but we don't know. Still a bit. I'd of rather see a couple of games, and I don't think going to lose out too many points in a couple of games. But he could be a good option. Mm. I like that. I mean, if you wanted to, as I said, I think that Saka guy. Is a, is a really good option. He's getting minutes for Arsenal. He's 4.5. Doing that move from, if you wanted to go and from Salah down to Saka, that would save you 8 million. Yeah. That would allow you to take, like, your who's your third striker? Like Greenwood. Turn him Greenwood. Into, I mean. That would turn him into, what's that? 
Yeah, that would turn him into a Bamiyan. Turn him into anyone I yeah. want to. And then you could just reverse that in a couple of weeks' time if you want. I think that's the better move for you personally, but I don't want to be well, I improving your team. Well, I The other part of Tom's question there, he's asked about Pookie replacements. We've looked, I think we've talked about all the good strikers there. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be coming down off Pookie to Barnes or Wood at the moment. I mean, I guess... like It really depends on your budget and what way you're setting your team up. I don't think Burnley are... To, like, not scoring to, enough goals they're maybe not but I think for their price point they fit nicely I think Wood especially at 6.2 uh, I think he is considering they're playing Leicester they have a tough one to get home against Chelsea but Leicester Sheffield United West Ham Watford look it depends on you know if you have that extra mil mil and a half that you're going what do I invest that in if you want to take a punt on Burnley I wouldn't be screaming no you're sitting on your wild card and you're looking at like premium strikers right now I still think that there is a bit of value you know kind of other places of uh, FPL. But, uh, you know, fucking... We talked a lot about the forwards there. Am I wrong? Uh, yeah, no, we've talked enough about those replacements. Uh, he's also asked about Dini replacements. Because um, he said, both of these guys have delivered no returns for three consecutive weeks. That's his window for ditching. We were asked this question... We were asked this question a couple of weeks ago. And we answered it. Basically, if it's only a cheaper midfielder, cheaper forward then yeah if they blank three weeks in a row I think that's enough time to come off even two weeks might be enough time to come off it depends on your long term yeah. plan premium yeah. defenders you might want to give better or more more long term but I think yeah I'd come off those I and think with the likes of Dina you know what you're going to get but right now you also know that Everton are going through a really rough rough patch yeah do you want 6 million or I think he's only I think he's about 9 now maybe right. he's gone down to 6 again but regardless the guts of 6 million tied up in a defensive uh, Everton asset when you when clean sheets are you know a rare thing nah no, I'd come down 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 yeah. um, the likes of Tamori is good but you've got to be careful about using up all your Chelsea slots as you said if you've got Mount and Abraham um, I like Sayunchu who I got a few weeks ago uh, I'm thinking if I go West Ham then Fredericks could be a good option if you can rotate them, Lundstrom is obviously one of those guys you should have anyway. I think like what we were talking about in terms of big at the back not really being much of a success. There is on you know the flip side of that a lot of decent four point five options and less than five million options are out there out there right now. Like we do our brain sheets, and I was expecting it to be a bit difficult this season with you know playing it for a five million. Uh, kind of limitation there's actually a shit ton of uh, decent uh, options in terms of Crystal Palace West Ham yeah. Chelsea you can get in at Kelly got another out. clean sheet this week yeah. you know Leicester so, do you know what I mean Gary like, Cahill's been I think Gary Cahill has just really improved that uh, made them really solid Crystal Palace you know there is a lot of value at the back so as I said I think that kind of supports the jumping off of Dinia yeah. if you're uh, coming off Dinia go down I don't like this kind of sideways move I mean some people I was thinking maybe you could try someone like Alonso but you just know that's going to be a further transfer on the line when Emerson comes back. Very possibly. I wouldn't get too you know, caught up on, yeah. on, uh, on Chelsea when you can get in there for a lot cheaper because they're still not keeping clean sheets. Like they did concede again this week, which yeah. was a bit frustrating for a Tamori owner. You know, I was like, I did you have Tamori this week? No, I don't have Tamori. I went with Sionchu in the end and uh, Tamori was somebody I was thinking about getting in on my wildcard, but at the moment he's not there. He mm-hmm. could come in for, for my downgrade on a Mendy. Chelsea were all good with me, but yeah, the Tamori clean sheet was a bit of a letdown, but next question next question so thanks for that question Tom a lot of talking points there uh, we have two more questions um, they're both about forwards and I really like this one from Keen Cronin from FPL Uncorked um, he's asking are Aubameyang's fixtures really as good as the FDR fixture difficulty rating I believe that means sure okay makes them out to be you're acting like you didn't ask me what that means 
not on air, didn't yeah. uh, <laughs> so you? Out. So the fixture difficulty ratings uh, are kind of showing up. Lots of uh, you know blue fixtures on the scout ticker or green fixtures if you're looking at the Fantasy Premier League fixture ticker. Repeat that question to me there again. I was I was lost in your gall, Seamus. Arabamyang's fixture is really <laughs> as good as the FDR makes them out to be. Oh, that's an interesting question because, I mean, when you look at them, a way match to Sheffield. Sheffield showed against Liverpool that they can... Uh, they can stifle a top team. They're pretty solid at home. Uh, yeah, no, I think that you're damn right to pick up on that one there. Uh, Sheffield away is a tough one. Crystal Palace have conceded, what, two goals a season? Crystal Palace have kept, like, the most clean sheets this yeah. season. And they have, like, one of the tightest defences in the league as well. I think they're up there kind of with Leicester and United for um, chances conceded. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Wolves uh, just coming off the back of a 2-0 City defeat. Followed by an away match to Leicester, who we've already talked about, and you know how decent enough they look. So I think it's a fair point. Uh, and actually, I'll ask you, Seamus, because I mean you're the one with a Bamming in your wildcard team. That's why I'm thinking if I Wilson. And so I'm thinking Wilson. I'm thinking Wilson is the obvious one to go for there. It's like it does feel foolish playing my wildcard in this game week and not going for Aubameyang with that insane run of fixtures. But I am. But when you say insane run of fixtures, like that's exactly what the question is asking. Like, is it that insane? When you see home games against Crystal Palace, Wolves, and Southampton in the next five, you think, oh, God, i got to get on them. But well, I see a home match against Bournemouth, and I was expecting a goal fest. And they won yeah, 1-0. And it was they, just did 1-0. you see their Twitter uh, respond afterwards? No. Few. Oh, like, their official yeah. account, 99 minutes, 1-0. Few. Now, I did say that, like, Aubameyang hit the posts, like, it, like late, late on in the game in the 19th minute or something like that. And he could have had a goal there, but... But that's just an Aubameyang. That's only going to be, like, a six-pointer or something like yeah. that, more than likely. It's... I don't know. He's a lot of money. This is... I, I'm not really... I've yeah. always say, expressed my doubts over are these 11 million plus strikers worth it? The premium strikers worth Your it? Your whole pre-season yeah. am, pre, preamble was fucking screaming and about how anti-premium forward you That's are. why I'm kind of thinking I might be uh, I might be more inclined to go for um, Wilson now and maybe maybe go with Vardy, Wilson and Abraham as my forwards. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. I think uh, you've made a brilliant <laughs> point though, yeah. Keen. I... Do, uh, I do think that they are being overplayed some bit. Sheffield United are really tough defensively and they're going to be at home. Arsenal are terrible away from home. Crystal Palace are going to set up to like hit Arsenal on the counter-attack. Um, that'll probably work. But they seem to do... They have, a re- they have like a really, really good away record. I think outside of Liverpool and Man City, they have the best away record in 2019. We're not going to break down Arsenal's yeah, fixture I, by fixture. Yeah. But look... Those are all, the two most recent, though. What's worth noting here, Kean, is that you've talked Seamus out of Aubameyang. So, <laughs> fair play to you. And he does make a good point there. Another part of the question says, does Lacazette's impending return make him a better or worse fantasy asset? Does Lacazette make Aubameyang a worse fantasy asset? Better or asset? worse. Um, I don't back. know if like if Aubameyang's been necessarily playing in the center since Lacazette left. Like I know he started in the center, but he's been shifted out left a few times anyway. So I haven't watched enough to see his in-game movement, but he's definitely been playing center forward since Lacazette's gone been out. But well, wait, like, how, how they move mid-game and switching positions, I couldn't tell you too much on that because I haven't actually followed enough. So maybe you that's need, something I need to do. Yeah, you need to play FIFA twenty, James. I do <laughs> think that Lacazette coming back probably dents his appeal a small bit. I don't think it makes that much of a difference. I think it's going to remain the same. I don't think it's going to improve him. I don't necessarily think it's going to make him worse. No, what I think it'll do is make Arsenal stronger, and that's what you really want, is a strong attacking team, because Aubameyang is dangerous enough to get goals, whether he's on the left or in the centre. He showed that last year. Yeah, Uh, and that might put me off Saka. But I think his fixture list is more likely to to, uh, give me cause for concern than... 
Lacazette's return. The but we've got another question. The please. final question then is actually kind of somewhat related in that it's not a Bamiang we're being asked about, but it's Harry Kane, another premium FPL option. This is from uh, Drew from the FPL Renegades, and he's asked, look, Kane, he's 10.9 million, the cheapest he's been in three seasons. He has six attacking returns in eight games, averaging just under six points per game. Well, but, that, that, but he's not really looked at it. If you've watched the games, he's not really looked at it. He's like the shadow of his former self from two or three years ago. Drew has zero interest in him. He goes, what's gone wrong? Will he ever be fully back? You know, because a fit and firing Kane makes the game more interesting. Do we think Kane as an FPL option is just gone? Yeah, no, I think uh, that's a well put question. I feel it somewhat kind of draws a point or it draws a, illustrates what I was saying at the start of the pod when you were talking about you know, whether, whether Spurs were even relevant, was a blind tribalism you mentioned, uh, for Spurs fans to have Kane in their team, as you as Drew pointed out, six returns in eight games. Why is that such a bad return? Because if he's returning like an average of six points per game six, and, he's, yeah. and he's costing 11 million, then his like value is going his value for his price is not is not going to you need uh, you need a value per I'm, points per million of over 0.8 i'm not saying that his returns just by having him in your team right now i'm just saying you could understand why if you went with him in your team you would be relatively hesitant to jump off to have jumped off him because he was tipping away and you're just waiting for that big smash which you know he's had a double digit i think this season yeah it? game week one against aston villa was yeah. that game week one it was it's, yeah. yeah i think it was so i mean like you're thinking yeah look at they had some decent fixtures but you know and the bigger picture outside of that spurs are looking shit there's something looks a bit wrong basically behind the scenes and when that's the case and the team don't look kind of gelling together I'd be staying away from Kane. Son is the forward there. Yeah. Kane is dropping too deep to to get on the ball uh, and try and make things happen because there's like kind of very little creativity there at the moment. Um, I agree with you. I think for 9.5 or 9.6, whatever, I think he's actually 9.8 now, Son is. I think he flew up. Yeah, he's 9.8. I, yeah. He's, the, he, he's the forward in that team, but even at 9.8, that's too rich for my blood here. It is, but I think you make a good point. If you were to consider going for a Spurs attacking asset... You're probably right. Son seems to be for that million cheaper, regardless of Kane's ten point nine, like three points eight. He might be the cheapest he's been in three years or whatever. But Son is still cheaper and plays in a more advanced role. Yeah. For as a midfielder. And uh I don't know when this can like until Spurs get their act together, I, I think Kane is uh a no go. Yeah. Personally, Drew. I mean, I guess other people disagree with that and feels weird to say because he will get points I just don't think he'll get enough points to justify his price and if you have him in your team it means you have someone who's 4.5 or 5 million in your team and chances are having you know Jorginho or Kante <laughs> are not going to actually deliver for you which yeah. is a bad example because Kante actually scored this week but. and Jorginho the week before <laughs> but uh, I get exactly what you mean Seamus and that wraps up the drunk tank now this is usually the part where we would go into the hot shots and the puck fathers, but we're going to leave that because We've got, you know, two episodes between now and game week nine. So yeah, we've, we've ran long. We'll do we've that ran next long, week. But what we won't leave ye without is our FBL Hangover Mini League. And uh, Seamus, I believe you have some interesting news. We have a new king of the north. Oh, yes. We'll, I will, we have a new champion this week. And uh, we've, in more important news, we've actually closed the league to new entrants now. We said we're going to close it once the international break hit. Close it off. No new entrance. Um, we're all locked up. So going forward, 
you know this is going to be uh, the players we're playing with everyone uh, in there now man you're in you're, you're locked before in. I call out the top 5 shout out to manager of the week who's Tom Moriarty who got 52 points this week Sons hits we had a couple of 53s there from Alan Jennings and Emil Seidlich that's French by the way or Seidlich I'm not sure Alan Jennings is French I don't know but yeah. Sons oh Sons Sons <laughs> hits yeah so those guys both got 53s but they were minus 4 Tom though got his 52 points Sons hits as I said he had uh, Mane Mount Tammy Pope Lund Captain Raz yeah that's shaking your hair right now Seamus the shaking. dog doesn't approve I was going to blame you and your shame but yep. uh, no, 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 she's awake. She heard us talking about the mini league and she was like, fuck this, interesting yeah. shit. So before you continue and list out top five, mm-hmm. I also want to just take this, you know, point in the podcast to, you know, draw a line under FPL Rogues mini league, the no backdoor league. Now, I know you, you, you're you smirking, Seamus, so you know exactly why I'm bringing this so up. Why believe, are you bringing this up right now? We're I talking about the mini league. You stood there. And you represented, you were one of two men to represent this county. And you've made a holy fucking show of yourself, Seamus. And a holy show of this podcast. I put my name forward to represent Limerick, but I have not been chosen. I have uh, By the Lord. been usurped. Um, some other pretender <laughs> has come in and had the audacity to have a decent start to the season. As opposed to finishing, you know, being ranked 1.8 million after eight game weeks. Yeah. So he has... Got the honour of representing Limerick in the No Backdoor League for FPL Rogue. So. What we're beating around the bushes, you got fucking eliminated. It's a fantastic league that I wish I had uh, looked out for at the start of the season. Mm. Um, but I think there were so many fucking leagues, I was almost just putting a mental block on them. I was like, no, well, fuck this. I, You know what I've done this week? You know, I've actually, before I was pushed, I've left that league. <laughs> right? Because I think that was what's been distracting me yeah. in my FPL season, yeah, worrying about these other leagues. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to leave that league. I've also changed my team name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done everything. I've just I've changed my team name because my team name was A Whole Jada Love. Yeah. A Whole your... Hata Love. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Hata or Jada, who I had in the start of the season, did Bupkis for me. Have you actually changed your team I've name? actually changed my team name. This should have been your high point of the week, <laughs> you fucker. No, I didn't change it last week. After this week on Wildcard, it's like, Wildcard my team, okay. getting rid of all Oof. the junk, Oof. changing the team name, leaving the rogue, no backdoor eliminator league. Leaving you know. it. <laughs> jump, jump before I'm pushed. All these things. Uh, what's your team name? I Can went you... back to Game of Thrones. Oh my god! <laughs> it worked oh well for me last god. year. So <laughs> this is going from bad. To that worse. that could change though. That could change. I think no. I think it could be a good omen. I think you know if I do that, that might bring back some of the. The good fortune I had last year. I can't believe you're dropping on dropping this fucking bombshell at me when we're running over. But look, All right, but okay. before we get back to it, I just wanted to point out FPL Rogues League. I'll be looking out for it next year and we'll be mentioning it fucking next he year. He got knocked sure. out of his own league. Well, rightly fucking so. It's a league that breeds animosity amongst fellow neighbours. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so we're 32, that. 32 people left in it now. I think it's um knockout competition from here on out or something like that. I don't know how exactly it's going to work. I was going to learn this, but then I got knocked out. Now it's... Uh, well, now that you've been knocked out, I think, uh, you know, I've I've done, you know, ribbing you on it. Unfortunately, I couldn't, you know, do it multiple times it's a it's a once house kind of situation but look at next year we next year's another fucking next year we'll put it in again yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. there's always those always next year as those liverpool, to... liverpool fans like to say <laughs> um get back to our own mini league i know you're eager to get this well here's our top five okay in reverse order right reverse okay. order we've got anthony clark with uh chicken caesar salad number four we've got luke burgess is it chicken caesar salad 
Did I say salad? You did. Well, I assumed that was a typo on his part. Oh, it probably was. Yeah. yeah. It's a chicken Caesar salad. And we also have another chicken Caesar salad team in our league as well. Rory's team is called chicken is Caesar salad. chicken Sala. tikka salad? Or chicken mo salad or some Indian? Well, could be chicken tikkas, not chicken There's mo. a few salads out there. No, I think it's chicken Caesar salad. Because oh. I think last year... Anyway, distractions. <laughs> uh, Rory, you may need to change your name. No yeah. longer original. One of us. But Anthony, you're you're good because you're you're in the top five. Uh, Luke Burgess uh, is number four with Lukewarm FC. Number three was last week's number one. Eric <gasps> Brasspenning. Oh. Bandefjord football. Um, and who I thought was going to be this week's number one, David Sexton with his team Dumbelievables. He is number two because coming right in, one of the last new entrants we're going to have. Just in the gate. Just in the gate before. We shut the door. David Grant, bearded bozos, around 526 points. His overall rank is 605. He got 47 game week, uh, eight points. Um, he had Pierre Van Arnold, so he must have been delighted to see him taking the penalty. So he's got 526 points. And what's he on top by? Uh, he's on top by 25 points. Oh, fuck. And this is his first week in this the This is his first week. Yeah, the FPL hangover mini. Oh, this he, snake he snuck in up. Fair play to Snaky snake. I uh, I know a David Grant or Davy Grant. I wonder is it him? It's very possible. Hmm. <laughs> um, but look, fair fucks to you, David. You're top. You're top by a healthy lead. Twenty five points isn't much to be snipped at. Yeah. I mean, fucking Sexton's had a fantastic season. He was like the bar I was trying to hit. Yeah. That's just been raised. Sexton uh, is in the top. I think he's nine thousand or something. He's in the top ten anyway. And uh, yeah, he's another twenty-five points clear. And he had Kelly and Dunk on his bench this week. Who Grant? Yeah. So he could so, have had an even even better week. So he had Pierre Vanner, a uh, PVA, Tammy Mount, Lundstrom, Pope, Captain Raz. So if he got his captain right and played these guys, he could have a savage week. Well, but if first place, you David. And at wheels should be a bicycle. And uh, yeah, we'll wrap it up there. I want to thank everyone for sending in questions and for getting this far if you have. I know there's a lot of uh, wildcard talk and for those who aren't on a wildcard, you know, tough shit. Get on a wildcard. <laughs> get on a wildcard. Look, anyone who wants to reach out for next week, you can get us at FBL Hangover on Twitter. You can also reach us on FBLHangover at gmail.com. We'll be there waiting for you. Uh, Seamus, you're also on Twitter. I'm also Twitter. I'm at FPL Drunk, but I might change that name as well. Just change everything while I'm at it. No, Just, no, no. I'll say at FPL Drunk. You I like should, that. I like that uh, handle. You should. Yeah, it's a good handle. But you should steal someone's identity. That's always good crack. Yeah, I shouldn't say this on the podcast. We talk about this after. We'll this. after this. Look, lads, thanks for tuning in. There's no green arrows to be had next week, but I hope you enjoy your international break. Enjoy your international break, guys. Have a good one. God bless.